0: So the expansion for Ules in the High Court has been given the green light and it is going ahead in August. That has caused much division because the controversial plan that people thought would not go ahead with all of the boroughs taking Khan to court has now been given the green light and is going to go ahead, as I just said.
1: Okay, just just quick fact check. It's not all the boroughs that have taken... Um Sadiq Khan to court it's five I believe of the outer London boroughs that took um Sadiq Khan to court in this case so it's not all of the boroughs
0: all right good fact check good fact check um but anyway we, and also we're going to talk about the by-election the home of, office secretly backed facial recognition technology to to curb shoplifting we got the push for control central bank digital currencies much much more Kevin Spacey what's happened with that case you know we've got debanking political banking what the hell is happening in the world it is bonkers as always but ladies and gentlemen we're in a completely different location because we are currently in Ireland and we are joined by a guy who I've had on the podcast a few times you might have known him as the a provocative annoying guy in the corner who constantly makes comments and degrades the host but it is Peter Jacobs what's going on well,
1: thank you for that glowing introduction um yeah, I was I was very sceptical when the podcast started and I still am excited for the eventual rebrand that I hope you can do to change the problematic name. Um, but I'm impressed with the regularity at which you pr- produce this podcast. So I'm excited for a good discussion.
0: Yeah. Well, amen there. And also we have a live audience here today, which is absolutely amazing. It's not what we, it, which is great. Uh, amazing to have you guys in the room. Yeah. I I can barely hear hear myself think, all the noise. (laughs) Right. The atmosphere. And uh, by the way, there is going to be a live event in August, so stay tuned for that in Portsmouth in our local pub. So stick around on Instagram at regpodcast. But starting off with the first story, so expansion to London Clear Air Zone to go ahead after court rejects the challenge. So London, coming in from Reuters, a plan to expand London's clean air scheme, which charges the most pollutant vehicles in the city, will go ahead at the end of next month. The city's mayor said on Friday after London's High Court ruled it Lawful. So the British capital Ulez scheme levies a £12.50 daily charge on drivers of non-compliant vehicles in order to tackle air pollution and improve air quality. So London Mayor Sadiq Khan last year decided to extend the scheme to cover almost all of Greater London and encompass an extra 5 million people in the, you know, parts of london and now the whole thing also is it's not just going to affect londoners it's going to affect small businesses sparkies plumbers you know people going into london it's going to affect them massively let alone the people who are hit the hardest which are the poorest in society it's a tax the poor money grab by a labor mayor just to put it in a non-biased view but what are your thoughts of this decision
1: okay so some important context is necessary um the Ulez scheme was first introduced by the notorious Boris Johnson, who was then London mayor. So this is a policy invented by a conservative London mayor. It was not invented by Sadiq Khan. That's the first point. The second point was um, Ulez. I believe began as a congestion charge in central London. It was then expanded um, to kind of the second ring in the London donut, um, and it's been operating quite successfully there. And it has reduced. Um, levels of pollution in that region. The 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 contest now is regarding that expansion to the greater London area on August 29th as um, Rory has said. So some points to mention. Um, from the statistics I've heard 4,000 people a year, um, I'm not sure if this is confined to London or if this is UK wide, I assume this is confined to London, 4,000 people a year uh, die because of the um, related what, to, yeah. Well, okay fine. Uh, causes related to the levels of pollution in the air in London, okay. So, um, from a public health perspective, the intention of the ULES scheme is to uh, reduce the amount of um, toxic gas, air pollution, in order that less people die from um, yeah put pollution-related causes. Uh, Sadiq Khan has written a book on this called Breathe. Um, he, I believe, suffers from asthma as well himself. Um, and that, that's, so that's kind of the public health narrative. So I just wanted to set that context. So, so we've got a policy that came from a Conservative mayor that has already been ex- expanded and has been quite successful in reducing the levels of uh, pollution in London. Um, what we're talking about now is, as I've said... <laughs> Expansion to the Greater London area. Now, th- there are things to say here. So, okay. Um, uh, what was the point? The point is, if you drive a vehicle that is not considered to be ULES compliant because it is, um, it does not meet the emissions targets in the in the policy, the vehicle might be too old. Um, then there is something called a scrappage scheme. This scrappage scheme, in theory, would allow you to trade in your vehicle, receive cash back from the government, which you can then, and you can then invest that cash in a vehicle that complies with the new uh, emission regulation. But let, hang on, let's okay.
0: actually stick onto this because we're talking about the court case. People know what ULEZ is. They know the scrappage okay, scheme. Let's her. actually talk about what this means going forward. It means on the 29th of August, a large proportion of people, 200,000 plus people, are going to be slung... Who can't afford? No, no, no.
1: Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm going to push back again because the the reason I'm talking about this context is so we can um, really frame what we're talking about um, when the expansion happens. So the problem with the current policy is that the scrappage scheme only amounts to 110 million. So from what I understand, uh, for those people whose vehicles are not uh, ULEZ compliant, which is only one out of ten of motorists in the outer London area. So nine out of 10 are compliant. But for those who are not, they will uh, potentially not receive enough money to actually buy a vehicle that would be ULES compliant from the Scrappage Scheme, which means that they may have to give in their non-compliant vehicle, and then they won't have enough money um, in turn to buy a compliant vehicle. And so people, for people in certain trades, that will leave them in a really sticky situation where Public transport in their local area is not good enough, and they can't afford to buy a replacement vehicle. Um, so the solution here is, as far as I see it, just to boost money in the scrappage scheme. Sadiq Khan has been petitioning central government for a more generous um, award to add to the scrappage scheme, maybe to take it up, you know, to m- take it up maybe to five hundred million or something. And on a proportionate level, uh, Manchester, Birmingham, Portsmouth, Bristol have received more generous awards from central government for the scrappage scheme for their respective ULEZ programs. So the, I think on a, on a political level, c- central government is interested. And when I say central government, I mean, you know, the conservative government. They are interested in the ULES policy failing in London because that boosts their chances of the conservative candidate winning in the 2024 election. So they're not going to boost the amount for the scrappage scheme, which means more people are going to suffer from the ULES proposals. But if the scrappage scheme is boosted, um, I don't think you'd see half as much opposition as you do uh, see now towards you,
0: Well, yeah, interesting take, but, the, but then you're just shifting responsibility completely. I mean, imagine there was a Labour mayor. No, Well, I mean, no, no, that is a Labour mayor. Sorry. Um, imagine a Labour mayor, which is currently happening now, where your excuse for slunging people into poverty is because of... Um, what your, your excuse is what a to- boris johnson started the plan the tories are holding some money hostage so therefore oh it's the tories are bad when actually he's the guy deciding this and the broader compass of it it's a war on cars you know we we are seeing a push towards esg carbon footprint limiting travel limited you know we will use the word 15 minute cities we are seeing that push and is, I don't think it's good enough for you to say, oh, well, uh, you know, Boris Johnson came up in the first place. Well, to, you know, Tory Tories came up in the first place and Sadiq Khan's just using it and it's the Tories who are holding money hostage. He's the one deciding it. He's the one when there's protesters out there week in, week out saying, you are ruining my life. He's the one when there's nurses on, in tears because they're not going to be able to live their life past the 29th of August, he's the one who's still going ahead of this. So you can, you can say, oh, well, it's the Tories' plans for strategy, but he's the one deciding this. So he can't, he can't just shift responsibility. That man, and the way he's actually addressed criticism, I've, I've never seen a politician address criticism, where they get a bit of valid, constructive, do this, do that, you should address this, and what is his response? Oh, you're racist. Oh, what's your response? You're a flat earther. You're an anti-vaxxer. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're a far-right bigot. This is the man who is saying that. So you can you can sing a dance about, like, oh, they're holding money hostage, but do you actually have some criticisms of Khan himself of
1: what he's doing here? Okay, um, you're talking in quite hyperbolic terms. <laughs> okay, so, so there are different things to say. The reason I'm saying um, that Boris Johnson came up with the policy initially is is in order to make the point that the Conservatives cannot wash their hands of the ULES policy, Right. This is a policy in the London zone that was birthed by the Conservative Party. So both parties um, kind of have dirt on their hands regarding this policy. That's that's important context. Um, In terms of how Sadiq Khan has uh, faced down opponents, um, when he did refer to some opponents of ULEZ as kind of far-right Nazi anti-vaxxers. I thought that was egregious. I thought that was shocking political rhetoric from him because that's not kind of civil discourse. That's not um, a constructive way to deal with your opponents. So I opposed that form of discourse that he did. But you, um, you, know, you regularly point to um, protests, uh, things you see on social media, um, opposition that you've seen to the ULEZ scheme, and you say Sadiq Khan doesn't care about this. Um, but that—that, that, to my mind, is quite—it's um, quite a reductive idea of what governance looks like in a modern democracy, because it's not about um, there is some opposition to a policy, therefore um elected twice elected mayor cannot implement controversial policy. It's not about that, okay you're elected on a mandate and then you have a certain amount of freedom to actually deliver for your people. You have kind of policy freedom. so whilst there is some opposition to Ulez and quite vocal and in some cases very justified opposition, that does not make it anti-democratic. Sadiq Khan to want to push through this policy. And indeed, the polling is not as decisive as your rhetoric would have us believe. Okay, Um, you you may now get get us into the weeds of the polling. But from what I've seen, um, whilst there are many who um, are opposed to the ULS policy, a great deal of Londoners, in some polls, a majority of Londoners, even a comfortable majority of Londoners, actually support the ULS scheme. So this is not kind of that there is not overwhelming opposition to the EULES scheme. At best, there might be um, a slight majority in certain boroughs, but it's, it's far more balanced and nuanced than you like to present with your hyperbolic discourse.
0: Yeah, in, in a sense, but then there's also the other aspect of it, which is... Sorry, Just to, with the other aspect, sorry, the other aspect of it, which is the fact that within all of this you know you look at lockdown most people supported it you look at these things most people supported it and so even if you extrapolate it to most people support this a big part of it is the media rhetoric people are acting like people are dropping dead because of air pollution left right and centre in London and yes air pollution is definitely a uh, issue but when you look at how much air quality has increased. You know, where's the where's this voice of that? So you can't act like there's some sort of black smoke in the air when actually I went on the tube the other day and the air pollution was horrendous. There was okay, okay.
1: from the statistics I've seen, in the area of London um, where ULES has been implemented, we've seen as high as a 40% reduction in the level of air pollution, okay? So that that's just kind of that statistical record. You know, air pollution does go down as a result of the ULES scheme. So... If if we follow through with your so policy, you if it? we follow through with your policy, which is the status quo, then we're supporting current levels of air pollution, and we know that current levels of air pollution are are substantive, if not kind of majority causes of four thousand deaths a year. So that so, so you know, in your policy, those deaths continue to happen. In Sadiq Khan's policy, we know that there's a reduction in air pollution, so those deaths are less likely. So is that not a net benefit?
0: No, I don't think it's a net benefit because when you have two hundred thousand people that are going to be in like terrible poverty. and Yes, some of them won't be completely in poverty, but when you have care home workers, nurses who who are still to this day in absolute despair because on the 29th of August their lives are going to be completely ruined even more. They're not going to be able to give their kids like food, they're not going to be able to go on all these things. So my question to you is, you know, you save 4,000 lives and all this. So do do you support in the 20 on the 29th of August this absolute carnage of a policy going ahead?
1: I support the EULA's expansion, yes. So, so no, 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 okay, okay. okay. Well, so no, do I su- you support on the 29th? I, I support the EULA's expansion. Right. I support the judgment of the High Court, which right. has thrown out the appeal. Um, that, might, that might be appealed um, to the Court of Appeal. Um, so we'll see how that judgment goes. But, you know, um, the consultation process that was undergone by Sadiq Khan to bring about this policy has been declared... To be lawful, okay. I'm not talking, to, about, him, so, I'm talking about you. No, no, no. Do you no, no, no okay, okay. It, right, but this, yeah. is, this is my reasoning. Like, so there, there is no, um, there has been a legitimate legal challenge to the U.S. policy, and this has been thrown out. Um, so, on on that basis, I, I, I um, there's not there's not much now, um, that you can point to that would be legitimate to prevent the U.S. policy going ahead. Having said that, um, those who suffer from the poorly funded scrappage scheme and who suffer from um the policy at general they do need to be supported by sadiq khan now i i you know this is anecdotal and i've mentioned it to you already but i saw sadiq khan in an lbc phone-in oh, where, where somebody um <laughs> somebody somebody inputted their details of their car into the ulez scrappage scheme and they were rejected by it they called up sadiq khan on lbc Sadiq Khan um was aghast at 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 what the caller was saying he said he said for the caller to give in their details and that his team would follow up with them now that's that's one circumstance I accept but my 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 broader point off the back of that is that I I do not think Sadiq Khan is kind of interested in seeing poor Londoners Suffer. Oh, so what so, a nice so, man! So, so, what so, a nice so, man! When, so, when the no, no, it's an important well, point. No no no, no, an no, 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 no point. Point. it's not an, an important if, point. Because if we, if because if we followed your rhetoric, that's what we'd believe. So, I do not think Sadiq Khan is interested in seeing poor Londoners suffer. I mean, that is just ridiculous. And, and, and as a result of not wanting that, um if there are some, and there could well be, who, who. Um, are deprived of economic opportunity as a result of ULEZ i think that the mayor's office will be working hard for those people because he because Sadiq Khan represents all Londoners so so in in your system it's like Sadiq Khan is a bad faith operator he doesn't care about um, poor Londoners with poor transport options on the outskirts of London i just do not believe that i mean it's a tired line from him because he wheels it out at every speech he does but Sadiq Khan is the son of a bus driver he does care about boosting transport and enabling transport for Londoners um, and I I don't think he's going to run away from his responsibilities
0: I mean just first of all the the, I mean it's hilarious you use LBC because I think you missed out all of the other calls he had where he had like he had a nurse who had four kids who called him you know spoke about I don't fit the scrappage scheme I also don't fit um, like I, I can't afford it and there's multiple times and sure, yeah, he's not an absolute moron who's going to be like, yeah, we're going to just leave you high and dry. Imagine there was a politician who said, who just completely ignored the call and was like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. You, so, and, and you're supposed to be impressed that he shows
1: a little bit of okay, interest. But that. We, we can't, we can't. Kind of but, pros- no, but we can't not- prosecute him for what he hasn't done. We can point to yeah, what no, he has right. done. And about we, can your other pro- we can point to what he yeah, has done yeah. when he's received these yeah. calls and he has engaged <clears throat> with these people.
0: And about your other points just so pathetic because I mean like the fact that you think because he shows a bit of interest, you're extrapolating that to, well, actually he's a good person who cares about other people. Most people in government are like that. Most people do good things, most people have a good interest. I, I don't get give a f- yeah, I, I don't care if that is the case. That's irrelevant. The banality of evil is a real thing, right? And I always bring it up because you always zoom out and just say, well, they're in government. Well, they're looking at the best interest. The Bournemouth line is, Pierre. We've, we've seen the lies. We've seen it's the just, deception. It's
1: just, okay, okay. You quoting um, the banality of evil like that, which was used to describe how... Yeah, I'm just well, explaining no, 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 no. it. Oh, you you goodness, quoting the banality right. of evil, which was used to describe how uh, bureaucrats in um, the German Reich in the Second World War... Um, could be so kind of um, compliant with the most inhumane policies we've ever seen as a species, that's emblematic of how um, certain portions of the political discourse... uh, are are wrongly attacking the green debate because because you're you're equating an attempt to lower air pollution levels in <laughs> London with 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 kind of no, bu- bureaucrats who enforce the holocaust it's a ridiculous comparison to 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 so put, you to, you didn't to, let me finish to my put point the Khan into the no, 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 of evil. No, no. no
0: you you didn't let me you didn't let me finish my point Pierre, because th- this is the issue like I, I can't make an example about how people in government do lie they do do deceptive things that, yes, they have good intentions, but they do do bad things. Sadiq Khan has ignored people, right? You can't deny that. If you look at how he's ignored people in these public town meetings, the way he labels people, the way, way he labels people, with him, yes, he has good intentions, yes, he wants good air quality. No, I, I no, do not that. Don't, I reject you don't let that. me finish, that. right? Because, because, Peter, you never, ever, ever... Right? I've never heard you actually say this where, about a government politician. You say, they did something bad and they no they did something bad. You always boil it down to whether they had good intentions. You can never draw a line in the sand and say, this person I mean, is you, doing something bad. What you're
1: doing, what you're doing <clears throat> you are trying to assassinate my character when we're talking about one specific issue. Okay? We're, we're talking about one specific issue and now you're referring to many conversations that we've had because we're brothers. But we're talking about this specific issue. Um, so I, I kind of reject that. Yeah, and, and no, 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 okay, okay, but just I wanted to get back on the point you said. Um, uh, you said that Sadiq Do you Khan, support it. Sadiq Khan has you didn't, you still didn't say No, if I you did. I was very clear. I support it. I was right, very clear.
0: So, oh my, so you I said support that already. In the and when, when you go August. in the edit, when you go in the edit, right, okay. you'll see that I already right, right, said right, that right.
1: twice, and so now I have said it three times. Right. Okay? I mean, that
0: is just unbelievable. Can I just say how unbelievable that is? There are families in London right now, and if we were there, you know, our lives are going to be actually ruined. Because of Sadiq Khan on the 29th of August passed and you support that because of what? Good intentions, he's a good guy, he thinks about the best. No, no,
1: no. I I don't support it because of such such simplistic reasoning as that. I support the EULA scheme because I think um, it's part of an overall green agenda that I back. Air pollution does kill people, and and ULES has been shown to reduce air pollution. So you know there are less chances of people dying in that sense. I support it because in the areas where ULES has actually been implemented, it's popular. Londoners support it. Okay, so I think what we'll actually see is that when ULES is implemented in the Greater London area, was has been f- was has been fantastic opposition up until now. When it's implemented, and when the scrappage scheme is improved, and when the mayor's office kind of um, really Takes on board the concerns of those outer Londoners. Um, people will acclimatise to the policy, and whatever issues there are will be overcome. Because because kind of the the rhetoric you have is quite apocalyptic, it's quite world ending. But actually, oftentimes you know it takes a while for policies to bed in in a way that works. And you know you give it a bit of time, and we'll see what happens. Sadiq Khan is up for election in 2024. And I think he'll win that election for historic third term as London mayor.
0: Interesting. I don't think he'll win. This is a car crash. This is one. This is one of the worst policies I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen. Pe- I've never seen people more in distress over something so blatant as a Labour mayor. Part of the. I mean, it's an absolute disgrace. The fact that that man is having a policy that is tax the poor. The fact that twenty twenty three Labour Party stands for taxing the poor if this was the conservatives all right fair enough that's you know but the fact that the labor mayor is on that is just i mean we're, like we're seeing the divide and the, the flipping politics where the tories are opposing tax the poor and the labor the ones screaming about we need you there's that will for rich people be fine but for the po- poorest in society be the worst we're seeing a complete transformation of actual what it means to be left and right wing like this isn't normal but anyway <laughs> anyway moving on to what the by-elect well no with Kevin Spacey so no, I-
1: let's go on to the by-election clearly right, that's okay. the segue okay right. so <laughs> it's, impo- it's important to talk about the by-election um because as the listeners may or may not know um the Uxbridge by-election Uxbridge is one of the boroughs that will be affected by the ULS expansion was um uh, won by the Conservative Party recently by just under 500 votes. So this, so um, sh- shall I go into this? I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, you know, the Oxbridge constituency was um, particularly interesting because this was Boris Johnson's um, previous constituency. Uh, it's notable that this is a seat that Labour has never held. Um, so even for Labour to come 500 votes short shows that there has been a kind of general swing in its favour but kind of relevant to ULES here is that the Labour candidate in the Uxbridge by-election after having been a big supporter of ULES actually went onto the fence on ULES because the, the candidate ended up saying we needed to review, delay, yeah. review what was going yeah. on with ULES, yeah, delay um, which is an interesting dynamic And and so kind of what 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 everyone in the commentariat is saying is that the Uxbridge by election was lost by Labour, um or, or rather not won, uh, because of Eules. Um because Labour's position on Eules was not clear. You know, I mean you, you can't have a Labour London mayor being the face of Ulez, you know, that's his number one policy, and then the Labour candidate in Uxbridge, which will be affected by Eules, saying, Well, we need a review <laughs> But those aren't compatible positions. Yeah. So I I think that Danny Beals, the candidate, he had to either completely oppose it or uh, really kind of properly support it in order to be credible as a candidate. And that's why he lost by the narrow margin he did. Yeah,
0: and it's it's kind of a broader thing about like what are we going to see? Because if the expansion comes to the whole of the UK, what are in northern towns, uh Labour M- <clears throat> MPs, for instance, going to come out and say, yeah, you know the poorest people here, we're going to make you pay more money and the rich people will be fine. Like, this broader thing is, how are Labour going to actually kind of expand? Because people say, oh, this is just London. But this isn't London. This is just the beginning. If anyone out there who's listening seriously thinks that this ULES scheme will just stay in London,
1: you are a moron. Okay, okay, but just, you know... (laughs) From, from my understanding, ULEZ is not confined to London already. That's already the case. I yeah, think, the Edinburgh. So, and yeah. so I think in Portsmouth, I think in Bristol, clean air Bir- zones, Birmingham, yeah. you, okay, you have ULES or ULES equivalent policies that have already been rolled out. So yeah, but I, I know less about how those policies have been received. Yeah,
0: and we're getting the 50-minute Cs, the LTNs, this all coming. Yeah, it's I mean, all bubbling. You, you want this to introduce all, all your talking <clears throat> points, but you know. Yeah, and people say all this stuff's conspiracy theory. People say 50 minutes conspiracy theory, but at the end of the day, this is the beginning right you people can say this is a good thing but this is the beginning of a long long road and there's gonna be a lot of division but i think it's super important to talk about and that's why this is getting a lot of mainstream attention i'm glad it is because waking people up to the fact that we are going to see a divide about what rights are
1: respected and who
0: are going to be affected most by it but okay i know i mean
1: you 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 know I don't know if your viewers are particularly interested, but I do want to mention a bit about the other by-election results just to give a bit of political context, you know, in the broader picture. So Labour lost the Uxbridge by-election by 500 votes, but it won the Selby and Anstey, um by-election in Yorkshire um, by um, 24,000 votes, I think. It was it was a huge swing to Labour of 20-plus of uh, percentage points. And now and now the the baby of the House, Kia Mather, 25 years old, is now the um, MP for that area for Labour. And then in Somerset and Froome, um, you had also a, an even bigger swing from uh, the Conservatives to the Lib Dems. So, what, what the by election shows at large is that there is, um, is that kind of the polling that we're seeing is being reflected uh, in terms of what people are doing at the ballot box, because in, in all those elections, you have a huge swing. Against uh, the Conservatives, and only because of Ulez uh, did Labour lose that Oxbridge by-election. And the significance of that is that uh, there's a chance that Labour could lose when it comes to local issues in the next election. Um, but on a national level, when when the kind of um, campaign Nixon. within a constituency is based on national issues instead of local issues, Labour might do a lot better
0: yeah yeah i completely agree and yeah we'll see we'll definitely see that all around the country i think labor will do incredible but it's kind of finishing off so so kevin spacey interesting one so he got accused of sexual <clears throat> sexual assault and treating people bad but he's been found innocent or at least one so what what are your thoughts of that of kevin spacey because it's an interesting question because he got accused of these things he's found innocent but the ripple effects will still be there there will be, still be i'm sure at, issues with now his environment and how he works and it is a broader issue like innocent till proven guilty unless you get accused of this thing in which case you're guilty no matter what what are your Mm. thoughts
1: yeah um so for context kevin spacey you know huge actor uh most known by our generation for his role in house of cards but he was also in american beauty very famous film and various other films uh he was accused of Sexual assault in America and also in the UK because he he was the director of a um, theatre company in London. So uh, since he um, since he received these charges, he he he's essentially been cancelled. You know, it's been very hard for him to find any acting work. He he was um, uh, set to do play a role as Al Gore in a, in a film about the former vice president. Of the U.S., but he, he lost that role as a result of um, the allegations, and you know his you know he lost his role as the as the uh, lead, lead character in House of Cards. Um, so, what's interesting about that um, is that he, on on a professional level, he was suffering the consequence not of crimes that he'd been found guilty of, but of um, the allegations that he was receiving in an era where. Um, being accused of something can actually be almost as bad as being found guilty of it. You know, uh, because you have the court of public opinion on social media, which is willing to um, attach a guilty verdict to someone before due process has been undergone. Um, Now, in both the cases across the Atlantic in the US and in London, most recently, Kevin Spacey has been found not guilty of uh, the sexual assault charges. Um, So the question now is, will his career be able to bounce back? Will kind of, uh, on on a commercial level, film production houses, will they accept him um, as an actor again? Will they say, okay, you had your day in court and they found you not guilty, so we will now employ you? Or will the allegations that were levied against him somehow now be stuck to him and will he be unable to shake that despite the fact that kind of the law has done its thing and they found him not guilty. That's a really interesting question because it says something about what uh, what body is the moral arbiter in our society today. Does it, you know, is, is it the court that can decide what is good and bad behavior, what is right and wrong, or is it just the masses on social media? I, I hope it's the former.
0: Yeah, interesting point. And also, I I mean, it's important to point out that, you know, 90%, 95% of all rape cases and sexual assault cases aren't are they're found innocent and very often it's high proportion of people who actually commit them and the threshold of evidence is very high so that that's why there is this reaction because when things aren't prosecuted then the trust the system is waned so therefore anything is said to be so like i think we've seen that a bit with racism where before like loads of things that were racist weren't prosecuted um you know like the met done terrible things to black people and it wasn't prosecuted as terrible and now, because because now we're at a place where there's equality and there's massive th- initiatives to stop that, now kind of anything is racism. It can't just be police brutality. It has to be racism with it. There's no such thing as police brutality to someone of a different race. With it just being police brutality, it has to be racism. And I think we see the same thing with um, things of sexual assault, like because there's such... Um, i don't know disdain in the institutions it means that there's an overcorrection to it and we see cases like him <clears throat> where even if it doesn't matter what the courts say he's he's guilty in the public eye and i mean it's devastating isn't it because it means then everyone's scared of the accusation so people won't go in certain scenarios do certain things simply because they're scared of those accusations yeah
1: okay but you're saying it doesn't matter what the courts say the public has already made its verdict I think think we'll see. I think we'll see when it comes to Kevin Spacey. I think actually he'll, because he's an established actor, because he already had plenty of contacts, I think he'll rebound um, quite easily now. I think he'll start to get a lot more work. Um, Yeah, but but I'm not really going to address your points on racism, uh, but kind of um, Kevin Spacey is uh, an interesting case study about kind of how wrong behaviour is policed in our time. Um, and I think that's a good place to wrap up.
0: Yeah, well, thanks so much for listening. It's been a very short one. Been in a different location than normal, so it's been a lot different. But but thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. We do have a live event, which we're going to be doing in August. So stay tuned for that Followed at Reg podcast for all the updates. I've reached every single one of you, especially if you've stayed to the end, it's been a bit hectic. We usually go a bit longer, dive in a bit deeper to the subject, but it's only been a short one this week. But where can people... Catch this Sadiq Khan tax the poor Labour supporter. <laughs> uh,
1: you can find me at Peter underscore Jacobs7 on Twitter. Classic! <laughs> so, so we'll go
0: follow him there and also follow me at Freak Podcast. Follow. Sorry, my mic is absolutely messing up. At Freg Podcast. Give it the five stars you listen on Spotify. Apple, it means so much. And share with friends, someone who needs to hear these conversations. If you hate or love me, come on the show. If you hate everything I'm saying, come on the show. If you love what I'm saying, come on the show. Reach out. All, All voices are welcome. All different perspectives from all different places. It doesn't matter who you are, you know, gay, straight, trans, whatever. We've got all these conversations. And most importantly you know create a movement here because we've got people listening you know right-wing traditionists super right-wing people we got communists lefty socialists but they all come here they disagree with everything i'm saying they agree with everything i'm saying i don't mind that's what it's about but thanks so much for watching it's been a pleasure and it's a bye from me
1: bye from you.
0: goodbye